For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill Apter, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Talking Sass and thank you guys so much for joining me. And every week I come on here and tell you how spectacular my guests are, but you know what? This week is no exception, but she does hold a little place closer to my heart. I've known her for almost, I'm, I'm going to say about 20 years now, which is crazy. So I'm so excited to have her on. But before I talk to her, and you get to hear a lot of our crazy, fun, personal stories, let's talk about patreon.com slash sassy steppy. Starting on only $2, you guys are going to get so many great exclusives, including knowing who the guests are in advance, the podcast a day early, and even a chance to ask my guests a question. Now, if you go up, there's different exclusives on each tier. So make sure you guys go and check that out. Again, that is patreon.com slash sassy steppy now if you'd rather follow along on instagram and twitter i love interacting with everybody there so make sure you go and do that it is at sassy steffi on both of those now if you're watching on youtube or your favorite podcast platform don't forget to hit that subscribe button because it is so so important i can't even tell you enough and if you're watching on youtube hit that little bell notification so you never miss a second to talk to sass also if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform please go rate and review talking sass with five stars. Now on to today's guest. Like I said, she holds a very near and dear spot to my heart because we've known each other for such a very long time. But I mean, she is a Grand Slam champion at WSU. She was WSU women's champion twice, spirit champion, tag team champion. She racks up championships basically wherever she goes, including being two-time AAW women's champion, AIW women's champion. She's the current guardian of rise tag team champions with Nevaeh. And like I said, she ranks, racks up everything where she goes because she is also a former knockout champion. She's one third of the Midwest militia. This is Jessica Havoc. I have one of my best friends that I haven't seen in forever. I mean, at one point in time, we were pretty much inseparable. I have the one and only Impacts Havoc. Hey, Jess. Hey, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. How about you? I'm great. And I'm happy to be here. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, definitely. But you know what? I'm glad to finally have you on. And we have so much to talk about. So I just want to jump right in. Sure. First, one of my favorite stories of you, because I mean, we go back like, (laughs) I think I met you in your first year of wrestling before I even started ring announcing or anything like that. But my first year of wrestling, my first match out of OCW, we were wrestling at Cleveland All Pro Wrestling, 
And you know where I'm going with this story because it's my favorite. And you had to wrestle me. We did a nice eight little minute match. It was lots of fun. Then you wrestled Angel Dust, also known as Zoe Sky, for about, I don't know, maybe five. And you you got rid of both of us. And then you're standing cocky in the ring like I just defeated these two girls. And JT Lightning, God rest his soul, sends out just like five other people. And you're like, what am I doing? <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. Hey, oh, my God. <laughs> and so first it comes out Benjamin Boone, then comes out somebody else and somebody else. Now you're really starting to be super, super confident. And I'm noticing it in your face because I'm watching in the background. And then all of a sudden this music hits and you're like, this sounds familiar, but I'm not sure. And you're standing right outside the ring and all of a sudden you do this move like, and like, (laughs) so Rhino's music hits (laughs) and you, he comes out and he tells you in no uncertain terms that he is here to kick ass and chew uh, tobacco, but he's all out of tobacco. And you're like, what the hell am I doing? So you went for your finisher. Obviously, he moves out of the way and you turn right into a huge gore. Now, that was completely on the fly. How was that for you? And still, again, one of my favorite stories of all time. <laughs> so like you said, it at Cleveland All Pro. So JT, he saw something in me that even my own trainer at the time missed. I don't know. So JT was definitely one of my biggest mentors in wrestling. And he was one of the big reasons why I got some of the awesome matches that I did in my career. Um, So yeah, that night, like I wrestled you, wrestled Angel Dust, and then a few trainees come out, you know, and, and and I just remember the ref uh, Potter, Mm -hmm. he, he kept running back every time somebody was coming out. I, I still was like trying to play it cool, but I walk up, I, I multiple times, like walk up to him, like, what is going on? He's like, <laughs> he just runs up to me. No worries. Same finish. And my finish at the time was DDT. So I'm like, all right. So as everyone's getting in the ring, um, I'm like, I just boot DDT, whatever boot DDT, whatever. So like you said, and I'm like, after like three or four trainees I'm just thinking like this is I see Potter start to run up the ramp so I'm like okay we must be done here so whatever (laughs) and I get out of the ring and then like you said Rhino's music hits and he did say I'm here to kick ass and chew tobacco and he reaches in his mouth throws his tobacco somewhere he goes and I'm all out of tobacco and I'm like my legs were jello like I I was just like oh my god and then (laughs) Potter's running down the ramp, get back in the ring. I'm like, no. I'm so, <laughs> so I roll back in the ring and I'm like walking up. So I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. He's like, I don't know. Just listen. And I'm like, okay. So me and Rhino are circling and I'm like, oh shit. I see him start to put his hand up like this, maybe to go for like a test of strength. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to follow this guy's lead. So we go for it. And as I just remember, as uh, we link up for the test of strength, Swift, he gives me the nicest, swiftest kick to the stomach. And as he's snap marrying me, he says, feet up for the gore. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Cause I'm like, oh my God, I couldn't believe how easy it was. And this is obviously somebody who knows what they're doing. Who's been in the business. Who's so highly respected, who I love, I love to death. And ever like every time I saw him after that, and I, I would look different, always had different color hair. He'd be like, hi, hi, young lady. How are you? And I'm like, I'm the one you that you gored at Cleveland. I was like, oh my gosh, it's so good to see you. So <laughs> it's like, 
I don't know that it was a really cool moment. And I remember getting to the back, uh, because you, you remember I was JT lightning and the munchies, uh, bodyguard there yeah. too, and, and Tracy Smothers. Mm-hmm. Um, God rest his soul as well. Yes. Oh my gosh. And I remember having so much fun there, but for the next couple of TV segments, cause remember how long those days would be it, it, because he's filming for, you know, like, like eight weeks of TV of TV and one, one big old long day, one day. So I remember after the gore, JT really wanted to find a wheelchair somewhere to sit me in with a neck brace and then come out with me and I'm like selling it. And then they, he, I remember he wanted to do a shtick where like they go to wheel me down the ramp and they accidentally let go. And I'm like, Oh no. And they're like running after me and they stop and grab me right before. Like, but I, I we had, we basically found ace bandage for my ribs. We couldn't do anything that we yeah. wanted to that day. But anyway, um, so I remember getting to the back and JT lightning had the biggest smile on his face. And I was like, what the hell? And I remember he said, <laughs> how do you like you're on the day train or on the spot training kid? And I was like, <laughs> damn it. But it was awesome moment that no one could ever take from me. And how about that? Uh, I, I'm a female who got gored by Rhino and I still, still was a heel. People still hated me. And they were like, we want to see this bitch get her ass beat. <laughs> Which you ended up doing because that, that actually went into a big match that you were having for like their pay-per-view style versus Loon of Ashan at that time. Oh my gosh. And yeah. I remember you told me you got your ass beat in that she, match. She did. Like, it was seriously probably like the worst ass kicking that I've ever gotten in my career from anybody. And it, I I didn't do anything. Like it was just, that's just how she worked. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm just a couple years in green as could be like, Oh my God. Like during this whole time, this whole match, I'm thinking in my head, what did I do? What do I do? Do do I run? Like, it was just like, you know, whatever, but it, I got through it. And I thought to myself, you know what, if I can get through that, I could get through anything in wrestling because mm-hmm. I'm telling you when I tell you that that was the biggest ass kicking I ever got, I, I like, I, I don't think anyone's ever, ever beat me like that. Like seriously, not even my mama. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great segue actually. Cause another one of my personal stories that I wanted to share with you, because I mean, we have so many, we go back so far was there was one time where you and I were having a hardcore match and I can already tell on your face that, you know, this story as well. And, um, we were just beating each other around the, this, like, I guess, warehouse type thing. And your mom was selling your merch at the gimmick table and yeah, yeah, yeah. over and just slammed my head into all of your merchandise. And it goes flying. I think the table even broke at that point in time. And your yeah. mom was ready to kick both of our asses. She was, she was pretty mad. She like, she, she's just like, well, well first she's like, why did y'all come over near me? And secondly, uh, how are you supposed to make money? It's like, (laughs) whatever, we're just having fun. And isn't it funny how whoever your best friends are in wrestling, that's who, like, why do we hit each other harder if we're friends? It's so true. It is so true. Because we've had like some knockout drag out fights between you and I. And another one I wanted to talk about happened not that far after that. It was a hardcore tag team match where Zoe Sky, which was on your team, Angel Dust, actually, this was an outdoor venue, and she came flying off top of a roof 
We all had all of us down below. I'm like, that girl's nuts. We also had to, we also had to, speaking of nuts, Miss Sassy, uh, uh, somebody took a power bomb into thumbtacks that night. I did. You're the only person that has ever done that to me. (laughs) And I have requested it like multiple times since then. And nobody else will do it. That's but just hurt. you, just you, you and Lufisto are the only two people I would request that from. Cause those are the only two people I would actually trust to do it. That's fair. So let's jump into, because obviously you have done so much in your career. These are just like our fun little personal stories that I wanted to throw in there. Yeah. But I mean, you're a former knockouts champion. You're a former two-time WSU champion, which of course we had crazy matches there too, at least side by side this time. Yeah. So obviously the biggest match that we ever had together would have been the war games match, which to me is still probably the biggest match of my career, at least. And I know obviously you've gone on to do bigger and better things at impact, but like going into being the first ever women's war games match, how did you feel? Uh, I mean, I think we were all, we were all feeling, uh, I feel like we, we were all feeling the pressure a little bit at the time. Um, you, me and Sienna, we were the, uh, Midwest militia. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you remember, um, there were several, um, women's wrestling sites covering us at the time. And I, I remember we were constantly labeled as one of the most controversial female groups in wrestling. And I took, I took pride in that. I was like, this me is too. Awesome. Oh, never mind. Uh, that was probably because we brought actual machetes to the ring and literally threatened to kill people. Um, you know, whatever. It, it, it's fun, <laughs> right? But no, exactly. like I, I um, just getting to be part of that match and everyone that was involved um, and having you and AK with me and, um, you know, just being in the ring with Mercedes Martinez. Uh, it, it was awesome. Um, you know, she and I had a year long feud before I won the WSU, uh, world championship. And I, these are things that I, even though I've gone on, you know, to do things and get on, on larger stages and, you know, gained a f- fan base from being an impact, I don't forget my roots and I don't forget, you know, where all of this started. So it's those, those memories, every memory that you brought up are, these are highlights that stick out in my head, you know, that make me, um, you know, just kind of remind me of where I came from. So it, it was, it was definitely surreal. And I remember texting with you guys, like, just kind of like, huh, like, I remember AK was going to slap the crap out of me. Cause I was like, right before we went out, I'm like, do I even deserve this opportunity? She's like, what? But that's how I felt because I was just like, this is huge. And we got to be part of that. Yeah. And it's funny because I mentioned this to AK. I don't remember if you remember this when I had her on the podcast, but do you remember what Mick Sean's first name for the Midwest militia that he pitched was? I can't even remember. It was the Buckeye bitches. Do you remember that now? Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, that's not even that. Like, it's like, dude, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. No one's, no one honestly ever wants to be called a bitch. Yeah. And on top of that, Allison wasn't even from the Buckeye State, Ohio. No, I remember, I remember you and I are the ones who came up with Midwest Mm -hmm. Militia. It was outside of an MCW event. We were sitting Mm -hmm. behind the venue. I remember I was sitting on the curb and I was like, I want it to be some kind of like, I, I, 
And I literally had in my head, like I wanted to say militia. I, I like, I, I was like, you know, we need to do something with Midwest and the, you know, like it, it needs to just roll off the tongue and have a good ring to it. And I, I can't remember what I said, but I was like, like, I want it to sound almost like military or like just something. And you're like, like militia. And I was like, I literally was just thinking that, yes, <laughs> let's, let's be that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember. That's awesome. Cause it was, I mean, we had so much fun doing that. Oh, sorry about that. And it was just awesome. And I was so glad to be a part of that with you guys. And it's crazy because I see a lot of times like people will tag like, who should Jessica tag with now that Neve is out in the Midwest militia, Sienna, Sassy, Sevy. And I'm like, I'm in Canada. I can't even cross the border right now, guys. So <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be quite possible. That's out. Although- Although it would be a lot of fun. I, it, it would be, be awesome. Nice little throwback <laughs> there. And we have, I know a lot of our fans would definitely eat that up. They would love it. Yeah, I think so too. But let's talk more about impact because you've had yes. a very lengthy career there. And I know that you are like hardcore happy where you're at. And, you know, there's no place else you would rather be. So, I mean, you debuted in 2004 with the um, one night only pay-per-view. And then you had all these little vignettes that like were teasing this coming of this, this big person, this monster, but we didn't quite know who it was going to be. So from the time that you had the one night only, which was in May of 2014, to when you actually debuted on TV as a part of the Impact Knockouts, how was that time frame for you? Because I mean, nobody knew that, well people assumed, but nobody knew for sure that that was going to be you. Yeah. There, so, um, the, I, I got booked for one night only against Madison rain and mm-hmm. she and I had an awesome match and I know that she really wanted to see me come in and, you know, um, she thought that I would fit. And so I did the one night only thing. And then it was like the waiting game, like, Oh man, are they going to use me? You know, and then shortly after that, Christy Hemi got a hold of me. She's like, this is kind of an idea we're going with you. They did change my look up a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, which is fine. But I noticed on the mock-ups that she sent me, it, my, the name Havoc was on the cape, the, this like long, scary thing that I wore. And I was like, wait, do I get to keep my name? She's like, well, we're going to call you Havoc. Uh, we don't think Jessica Havoc sounds very menacing. I'm like, that's fair. Um, so I took like, you know, I, I, that was a huge compliment to me. I thought that was awesome. And, um, uh, so then getting to see like my vignettes playing leading up to the weeks when I would debut, it was so cool for me. Cause I was just like, Oh my God, like th- this is for me. Like, this is so cool. Like, you know, somebody's making a big deal about me coming into this TV company and it, it, it's just, it's nice. And I, it, it was like, it was like, just, I was having anxiety, like looking on Twitter and like, oh, what are people saying? And there were a few people who figured it out pretty quickly that uh, it was me because they were able to pause the, because they would release one letter every week. And, and somebody figured out that like, oh, it's, it's gotta be Jessica Havoc. But then there's other people that are like, oh, I think it's the, cause there used to be another Havoc and Impact TNA years ago, who was a guy. So they were like, who, like some people were legitimately confused, but mm-hmm. um, I'll never forget 
like when I got, when my music hit and then I came down the, the rampway and destroyed Gail and Taryn Trell. Mm-hmm. And I remember stacking their bodies on top of each other and doing this pose and like, just trying to be as menacing and evil as possible. And I just thinking like all, like my adrenaline was going and I was just like, wow, this is, this is just, I can't believe I'm, I finally made it somewhere. <laughs> that that's like a huge moment too because like you said gail kim obviously one of the biggest names in impact wrestling taryn terrell obviously has been around now for quite a long time working with different companies and such and to come in and at that time taryn terrell was a big deal in impact as well oh yeah and you're coming in and destroying basically the two women who are at the top of the heap at that time and they kill it they they like they were they had just had an insane match where Taryn Trell took a neck breaker from Gail onto the steel stairs. Like the match, they tore it up. Mm-hmm. And then they, they had to do this whole match and then get their ass beat by me right after. <laughs> like, and, and it was just, I don't know. It was really cool. It was a, it was a cool moment. Well, as a friend watching it at home on TV, like I, like I'm not one of those people that are like, Oh, why hurt? Like I'm one of those people like, yeah, that's my friend. I'm so excited for them. Right. They're succeeding, you know? And, and, and I think that's, that's important for women to build each other up rather mm-hmm. than tear each other down. Of we course. already, we already have. Okay. So women, like I love professional wrestling, but women's wrestling is my passion. Mm-hmm. And we already, um, have, we already have to work twice as hard, you know, and to, to be looked at as equals with the guys. Right. So, um, and I'm happy to, I'm happy to work twice as hard to show, Hey, we're, we're stepping it up too. And these last several years with the different multiple stages, um, and platforms for women specifically to show Mm -hmm. what they got and what they can do in the ring is awesome because back when we started, we were the only, it was me, you, Nevaeh, and Madison Rain. Yeah, out we of were, Ohio especially. Yeah, and, and then like, of course, there was Zoe Sky and maybe a couple other girls who came and gone here and there. But like my first year and a half, two years of wrestling was mostly wrestling guys because mm-hmm. there weren't a lot of girls. Well, the first time I saw you was actually in Barberton, Ohio in a tiny ass little bar where yeah. you, I think it was a six way or it was a six person tag. I can't remember. I just remember there was a lot of people in the match and you were in there, you were doing your German gimmick. And I was yeah. like, who is this girl? I want to be <laughs> friends with her. <laughs> and then it happened. And then it happened. I, yeah. I uh, made my destiny, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we have, we've shared so many road trips together. Like, Oh, countless. Just like, uh, countless hours our gosh and our road trips were never short we were always meeting at, at your house at five six in the morning to drive 12 hours to new jersey just mm-hmm. to wrestle and turn around and make that same drive back that same night like the exact same night you know, we only i think we stayed once at someone's house yeah one time i think and that was it and yeah. we, in wsu they were doing double headers so yeah we were wrestling would, two sometimes if we're doing midwest militia we're doing maybe four segments like two matches and yeah. and us being out there for something else too so right. it was insane but it was so much fun and i mean probably the longest trip that we ever did was when we went to femme fatale in montreal where i am now oh my god that was a trip <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> we, it was. we went from my house to montreal is only about eight hours at well at that time obviously not my house now and then but this time we went from my house to allison k's house which was like three hours 
And then we went from Detroit to Windsor to another show to Femme Fatale. It, it was, it was a long ass trip, but I mean, we, like you said, countless hours. We were doing the thing. We, we were doing what we needed to do. We, we're legit. The road warriors. Of, we were. The weekend. <laughs> we were. But let's go back. Cause I mean, like I said, we talked about, you know, obviously war games, but you also had another amazing match in 2015 that I want to get to as well. When you faced amazing Kong at lockdown in a cage. Oh yeah, yeah. Talk about two, like, obviously I know you, you're my friends, but like on TV, you both play these characters that are monsters and absolutely crazy, whatever. And to have you two together in a match was just insane to me. Yeah, I think a lot of people thought that too, because that was a dream match that I would constantly see people tagging me in on, mm-hmm. on Twitter and stuff. So it's like, uh, I know when it all came together, people were like, oh, now the only thing I didn't like about it was I felt like, cause that was the first time I was at Impact. There was a different, there was different mm-hmm. management and stuff like that. And like, um, I just feel like a lot of people, who who used to be part of office there were like this girl doesn't know what she's doing this and that and I was I was already 10 years in when I first got to tv but so I was like you know I feel like I you know know what I'm doing a little bit but like uh when it came tv is so much different than the indies and like people don't realize that but tv is so so much different so when I got to impact the first time I was just like and it was tna uh at the time but Mm -hmm. I was just like, man, do I know what I'm doing? Cause I really lost a lot of confidence and I th- feel like they kind of saw that. And, um, I, the only thing I didn't like about my feud with Kong was that it was just they, they, it was too quick. We yeah. had like two stare downs and then the lockdown match. And, and it was just like, that was kind of it. Um, they brought me back for one more taping and I did five one night only pay-per-views in two days. And it was another hardcore match with her and then a few other things, but it, it was just like, you know, uh, and then it, they, you know, I think they were in the middle of trying to figure out like what TV, uh, like what was going to happen? Like, okay, what, like the, the new contracts and things like that. So I think they just went the route with keeping Kong and just, you know, putting me on hold for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I got to go and do some other cool things, um, you know, while I had, you know, taken, you know, think, you know, time off, I guess, from impact. I, it wasn't really up to me. If I, if it were up to me, I would have wanted to stay, but right. I really, I really do like, I, I don't regret how things happened because I learned a lot and uh, I got to go to Japan uh, and live there for a few months. And uh, about when I was like 15 years in, and I felt like, um, maybe actually 13 or 14. I'm trying to think because I've been wrestling almost 17 years now, but like mm-hmm. it, so some, some stuff is a blur, but like, I truly feel like I came back an even better wrestler, um, after I came back from Japan. And, uh, I remember I was booked for a, a revolver impact joint show. Um, and, uh, after I, it was me and Nevea tagged against Madison rain and Samantha Heights. And, um, after the match, I walked up to Scott and I shook his hand and I said, thank you for the opportunity. Um, that being said, um, when you guys need more girls, I'd love to throw my name in the hat. 
I have had awesome matches with every girl on your roster. And I really think that I have something that I could bring to the table. So, you know, just keep me in mind. And he was like, Oh, thank you. You know, whatever. And then maybe not even two months later, he called me up and was like, Hey, uh, you want a contract? And I was like, Hmm, yes. Please. Of course. Who's going to uh, say no? Where do I sign? <laughs> well, I speaking, speaking of you coming back, I mean, you came back with uh, Father James Mitchell. You were with Sue Young at the beginning. I mean, obviously, you guys had a little fizzle out after that. And I mean, then it builds to you bringing in your best friend, Nevea. Yes. And we see how that has played out. Yes. So how was it? I mean, obviously her coming in was a big surprise. She comes through the crowd and is watching you in your match. And then the next time she comes in and she actually protects you from getting hit by brass knuckles with Kim. Yes. How was that bringing in Nevea? Well, I mean, I, we've been friends for how long now? And we were already a tag team on many independent companies. Mm-hmm. We're, we're still the, the uh, rise guardians, the champions, you know, tag team champions mm-hmm. at, at rise. So it's like, um, to finally have my legit best friend by my side on TV, I I felt like it all came full circle and it was just awesome. We did a lot of cool stuff together on TV and I couldn't, I honestly couldn't have been happier. Definitely. Now, obviously you guys had your feud because obviously she got tired of, I guess, you being the star of the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we were having a little, um, we, we were, we got into a kind of a little, um, what do you call it? A rut. It, it's oh, just yeah, like a rut, rut yeah. where, uh, we were coming up short and match after match after match, whether it be singles or tag. And she was starting to feel bad, you know, about herself. And then, uh, and I'm just constantly, you know, trying to tell her like, Hey, we're a team, man. Like we'll just keep, keep going. And eventually she just was like, you know what, maybe you're the weakest link because I don't want this to be a thing anymore. And you're literally begging me to be your Mm -hmm. partner. So, I mean, I understand, you know, business is business, but, and I, I still love her to death to this, to this day, but it's like, and I get it, business is business, but sometimes, you know, things don't work out the way you want. So you gotta try something new, right? Even if it's fighting your best friend on TV. <laughs> so, <laughs> so true. Well, Havoc, I absolutely loved having you on here. I wish I could talk to you for like days and days and days because there's so many different things that we could talk about. Yeah. Obviously, over the 17 years you've been in the business, like I said, I've probably known you for about 16 and a half of those. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like we've known, we've literally known each other our entire wrestling. Career. So everything. yeah, like I just, yeah, it's been, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to come on and hopefully we'll get to have you on here again because I have a feeling that Knockouts Championship isn't too far out of your grasp. I'm ready. I know you are. Two-time Knockouts Champion sounds good to me. All right. (laughs) Well, you heard it here first. She's coming and she's going to be the next Knockouts Champion, whether Impact likes it or not. Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. Until next time. Thanks, everybody. Bill Apter has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, talking here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill Apter's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. 
Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the <clears throat> World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's... Uh, He's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found the true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think... Uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I want to say one thing there. Bruno was a hell of a champion. Yeah. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. This is Bill After, and once again, we're speaking here with Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiants? Well, actually, it, it was uh, uh, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it the loss. Did didn't have anything to do with this? Well, yes, but the whole thing is this. Oh. That the rules, as I always understood them, was that you, the title could only be lost by pin or or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history.